We are so glad you joined us today for the sermon podcast of St. Thomas Anglican Mission. St. Thomas is a convergent church anchored in Anglicanism and located in beautiful Matthews County, Virginia. We seek to be a community of refuge where you can rest, dream, and change as you encounter Christ through the scriptures, spirit, and sacrament. We hope you're blessed by today's message. Let's listen. reading from the Gospel of John, the first chapter, beginning at the 19th verse. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Christ. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Finally, they said, Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? Then John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Word of the Lord. So this morning marks the third Sunday in Advent, uh, which is why we have uh, the candle of hope, the candle of peace, and this week the candle of joy, the pink candle, or to be technical, so you don't make Anglo-Catholics upset, the rose candle. Um, And they got some fancy name that I can't pronounce. But anyways, this is the third Sunday in Advent. And we've journeyed through, like I said, through, through the Sunday of hope and the Sunday of peace. And now as we, we make our way through this season of waiting, of anticipating the arrival of King Jesus, um, we, we should begin to just feel a stirring in our bellies, right? And this stirring that we should begin to feel is joy, um, a joy that, that will begin to well up, that should be welling up inside of us as we see the approach of the Lord um, inching closer and closer as we get to that timeless yet annual uh, moment of celebration that is the Christmas season. Um, and so we have good days ahead of us through this, this, this season of it getting darker and it getting colder. There's hope, there's peace, there's joy. And what we're going to find out next week, there's love. And so let us, uh, let's open in a word of prayer, and then we'll get into our text this morning. So let's pray. Lord God, we come to you this morning with a heart of thanksgiving, thanking you, Lord, for your hope, thanking you for your peace, and thanking you, Lord, for that joy that, that uh, 
passes all understanding, that joy that comes from you, that joy that, that, that uh, we have in response to the fact that you are our king and that you have not left us and you have, not, you, you have said you will never leave us or forsake us. And so no matter how bad things get, uh, we have the promise, the joy found in the fact that we're never alone because you're with us. So God, I pray over these next few moments that you, you open ears, uh, that you give me the words to speak, Lord, and that the, the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, Lord, that they are acceptable in your sight. Uh, because God, you are our strength, you are our redeemer, you are our hope, you are our peace, and you are our joy. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, uh, the appointed gospel passage out of John uh, we once more look upon John the Baptist. Um, and this morning we find him at Bethany um, being questioned by some of the priests and the Levites that were sent to him um, by the Jews uh, in Jerusalem. Uh, they sent him out. Uh, to, they, they sent these men out, these Levites and these priests. They sent him to go find John, to go speak to John, to ascertain exactly who John really was. Uh, was he just a madman out in, in, in you know, the desert, out standing on the shores of the Jordan and, and baptizing people, a madman dressed in camel's clothes and eating locusts and honey? Uh, or was there something more to this guy? Perhaps he was the Christ. Uh, perhaps he was Elijah. Or perhaps he was even the prophet who was said to be like Moses. And so these Jews in Jerusalem that sent these priests and these Levites, they wanted to know, was this guy someone worth paying attention to? Or was he just some fanatic, lunatic, crazy guy out there in the wilderness? And John, uh, he plainly denied all these possibilities. He said, no, I'm not the Christ, I'm not Elijah, and I'm not the prophet. Uh, but when he finally did offer them some information, he gave a very simple response to them, and he pulled uh, from the prophet Isaiah, and he said, I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. See, John... John was pointing to the coming restoration, uh, the fulfillment of all things. That's what John was pointing to. Um, the, he was pointing to the one who would truly lead the people of God into the promised land. And that, my friends, is a reason to have joy, right? John is pointing to this individual, to this person that was to come, who's going to truly lead them into the promised land. See, roughly, <clears throat> roughly 3,200 uh, years ago, Joshua uh, came to the banks of the Jordan River, and when he did, the Jordan River parted. Um, and he, then he crossed with the Israelites, and they all crossed over the Jordan, and he led them into the earthly promised land, which he then in turn uh, claimed by violence, uh, by means of violence. 
Uh, interesting thing here, the Hebrew for Joshua is, uh, and I'll probably mispronounce it, but it is uh, Yeshua, and I probably just butchered that, so forgive me. And Jesus is Yeshua, which is actually a common alternative form of the name Joshua. So again, 3,200 years ago, you have Joshua leading the Israelites into this uh, earthly promised land. And he did it by violence, right? They went to Jericho, they marched around the city, the walls fell, they killed everybody, you know, and they, they claimed the land of milk and honey. But then nearly 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to the banks of the Jordan River and he, was, he entered the water with John the Baptist. And when he was baptized, he went down and he came up. It wasn't the Jordan that parted. It was the sky that parted. And the Spirit descended as a dove and the Father spoke from heaven. Saying, this is my son. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And then when Jesus, you know, he, he emerged from the water and he exited the Jordan River, it was by his actions, his actions that were, that were dripping with love, um, it was because of that that he was able, that he opened the door for both Jew and Gentile to enter through repentance and by faith into the true promised land. And unlike Joshua, Jesus actually took all the violence upon himself. And in doing so, he revealed that the path isn't through increased violence, that the path to the true promised land isn't by the sword, but rather it's through love. Love for God, love for neighbor, love for enemy. It's because of love that once we repent and we believe on Jesus, that the Father will pour upon us, He will baptize us with the Holy Spirit. The very thing that John is standing there and telling people that I baptize with water, but one comes after me who will baptize you with the Spirit. And when the Father does that, when we believe, we repent, and He pours into us, He fills us with His Holy Spirit, it gives us the same power to say, just like John, I am not the Christ, but I point the way. I am not the Christ, I point the way. However, what we must know is that Christ doesn't force us to proclaim Him. Christ doesn't force us to point the way. It is a choice because He's given us free will and we're not some, you know, robots that he just, when you, we believe Him, He reprograms us and we do what He says. We still have to make the conscious effort to follow Him. So once we've made that vow of devotion to Jesus and we've accepted Him as Lord, we've repented, and by faith we have come into the kingdom of God and we are finding ourselves on the pathway to the true promised land, when we have made that vow of devotion, 
It's an expectation of each and every single one of us to point the way. It doesn't matter what your struggles are. It doesn't matter whether you're perfect or not. Uh, the fact is no one was perfect but Jesus. And he meets us where we're at because that's what ministry is, meeting people at their point of need. And so Jesus is willing to use each and every one of us despite our struggles, despite our frailties. You know, it doesn't matter if, if we're, uh, you know, have a weird diet, dress weird, whatever. None of those things. God says that's oh, a heart. That's what matters. And if we're willing to follow him, to heed his voice, and to point the way, he'll use us. And as I said, it said, it's an expectation upon all of us. I mean, we are all charged with the task of going and making disciples of all nations. You know, King Solomon, uh, he wrote in Proverbs that the tongue has the power of life and death. And it's easy, it's easy to speak death. But once you know, we, we've believed on Christ and we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us, we have a decision to make. See, you know, violence, it isn't just done by the sword and by the gun. It's done by the most powerful thing we have, which is our tongue. And it can either be a weapon of war or an instrument of healing. And while our natural in, our natural fallen inclination is to go to war, Christ calls us to be his witness. Christ calls us to use the most powerful thing, the most powerful weapon we have that is a weapon uh, a, uh, has within it the power of life and death. He asks us, use that to be my witnesses. Use that to proclaim the gospel. Use that to point the way. And we do that in love. When we're called to proclaim the kingdom, to point the way, as John, it's with the Spirit's leading that we can do that, that we can bring healing to those around us, right? As John was there on the river and as he was proclaiming and, you know, repent for the kingdom is near and be baptized and all this, he was proclaiming healing. Of course, there was times that he had strong words for Pharisees and stuff, calling them, you know, uh, snakes and different things. Um, but it was always calling them to repentance. But the people on the shore that were responding, they were responding to the words of healing that were coming from him. So speak in love, not hate. Speak in love, not hate. Speak in truth, not lies. Imitate John. I am not the Christ, but I point the way. I am not Elijah, but I point the way. I am not the prophet, but I point the way. I'm simply someone that's standing here saying, make straight the path for the Lord. Imitate John and point the way to Jesus, for it's in him and through him that we find the way to the real promised land. 
Though the path we walk in this life, you know, it leads us through the wilderness, uh, we can find joy. We can find joy in the midst of our trials and our tribulations because after all, the way has been prepared for us. We are not the Christ, but Christ walks with us through the wilderness. You know, for us, it's not just simply 40 days and 40 nights. And it's not, it might not be 40 years, it might be 80 years, whatever. But Christ walks with us through the wilderness, leading us to the promised land. And as we continue through this Advent season to, to wait for the King's arrival, the remembrance of the King's arrival on Christmas morning, as we, as we continue to just wait and anticipate the things in store for us, both you know what we're to remember and those things that are today and those things yet to come, may we always point to Him and may we proclaim to those around us, to our world, to our friends, to our families, to our neighbors, to our enemies, look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Because that's what we're called to do. We're not called to be Christ. We're not called to be Elijah. We're not called to be the prophet. We're called simply to be men and women who humbly point the way to the Christ, to the Lord. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity to speak life, speak hope, speak grace, speak mercy into your people, those that know you and those who have yet to know you. And God, through this season of Advent, I pray that if someone so by chance happens to be viewing the service this morning and hearing this word, and they've not made a vow of devotion for you, God, I pray that whether it's this service that points the way for them or it's someone that intersects their life in the days ahead, may, Lord, may you use someone, someone's message, someone's words to bring healing, to point the way to you, to point the way to the promised land. And God, those of us that have made that vow of devotion and those of us that know you, I pray, God, that you just, your spirit, you, you, you pour into us a fresh, fresh filling of your spirit and give us that sense of power and, and that sense of commission to go out there and to proclaim your way and to point to you, despite our frailties, despite our humanity. God, may we in love speak truth. May we in love Speak grace, speak mercy, speak hope, speak peace, and speak joy. Joy unspeakable that's found in knowing that we are not alone. Doesn't matter how hard life gets, you are in this wilderness with us. And there's great joy found in that. 
There's great joy knowing that in the coming days we will celebrate the fact that you came to earth born of a virgin. There's great joy in knowing that you are in us today by your Holy Spirit walking with us and guiding us. There's great joy knowing that one day you will return to judge the living and the dead. There's great joy in knowing that the promised land is not just for tomorrow, but it's for today because you said you came to give us life abundant. And that's what the promised land is. The land of milk and honey, life and life abundant, life to the fullest. And we can begin to catch glimpses, to catch tastes and appetizer of that. As we seek to do your will and to proclaim you, to point the way, to say, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So Lord, be with us this week. May we stand and give honor and praise to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the message. You can find out more about St. Thomas by visiting our website, matthewsanglican.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Simply search our name. Have a blessed week.